1: Here is Josh and Lance. Raz, what is up? Welcome to the Working in a Podcast, the Dental Advice Show. I'm Joshua Austin.
0: and I am Lance Timmerman.
1: Lance, it's an old fashioned glow up. You know what a glow up is? I guess you, it can't really be an old fashioned glow up because that's a new term. Uh, yeah. Uh, explain this to me. Uh, Do you, you know I... what a glow up is? No. Um. Let's let me get let me get like a real definition because I, I don't want to mess it up. I mean, I, I can. Explain it, um, but I don't want to uh, to foul it up. So, a glow up is a, is a word the kids use. Um,
0: yeah. See, I shake my fist at clouds. So, yeah, I, I,
1: I, I, I thought maybe your kids might have.
0: Yeah, they probably have used said it and it, I just didn't even know
1: what they meant. So, from Urban Dictionary, a glow up is a mental, physical, or emotional transformation for the better. Glow ups can be both natural or planned, as well as being gradual and permanent or fast and temporary. So like, uh, uh, this is a big trope in like '90s teen movies, also '80s teen movies. You know how like, um, there's always a like a a teen movie where they make a bet uh, to go out with like an ugly chick, right? Right. And the ugly chick is always actually really hot, but just has on glasses and has like her, her hair in a ponytail. And then there's the scene where she like takes off her glasses and like lets right. her hair down. It's like, oh, she's really hot. Like actually, Rachel e. Cook I- in what was yeah that? exactly a- yeah. Yeah, she's all that is exactly sort of the, the, that trope. Gotcha. So that would be like a glow up, like when she shows up at the dance and everyone's like, wow, she used okay. to be a nerd. She looks amazing. So Pygmalion. Meanwhile, she's just a smoking hot, like yeah. just, just as hot with glasses on as she was without. Um, Audrey Hepburn, and so, My Fair yeah. Lady. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a glow up on our hands, Lance. Okay. Our good, our good friend COVID is just glowing up. (laughs) Okay, back, transformed, better Uh than ever, wreaking havoc on everything again. Okay, I see where you're going now. (laughs) No, I don't. Um, (laughs) it's just so uh, our our great governor, our great one of the great governors, Uh Greg Abbott. Yeah. Um, has COVID.
0: All right. So it's my cousin. So.
1: Your cousin does too?
0: Yeah, he's in the ICU. Oh, holy shit. Oh, he's going to be fine.
1: Okay. Are you sure?
0: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Clint and I are texting each other as our family's freaking out. I'm like, um, I, what, am I bad? Because I'm assuming everybody's getting all hysterical. And he's just, uh, unless he dies, uh, I'm going to go, told you. And then I'm going to feel bad if he actually dies.
1: Well, I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean...
0: Well, they're like, oh, my God, his, his oxygen was, he dropped, he was a 93. I'm like, yeah?
1: <laughs> I don't think the point is just, like, not dying. I think, like, having to spend time in ICU yeah. and, and racking up the bills and the stress and all oh, of that. Oh,
0: like, he's miserable, and they flew him to Montana because they couldn't take care of him in, in Oregon.
1: That's bad. That's yeah. bad. That's a, that's a <laughs> bad glow-up that we're having right now. It's not a good thing. <laughs> it's, it's not good. Um. That's the thing. Like, you know, the cases don't, I I don't want to say don't bother me. That's not the right term, but I'm not as concerned. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that it's just all these people getting hospitalized. That's the thing. And then the other thing about it is, is like, because we have these fucking people who won't get a vaccine at the hospital, if something shitty happens to you, if Mm -hmm. you fall down the stairs tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, all right. Well, maybe we can get you in. Maybe we can't because we've got all these fucking vaccine science deniers here. Mm-hmm. What? I, here's my deal. If okay. I'm if I'm the doorman, what's the deal? If I'm if I'm wearing a black turtleneck, uh-huh. standing outside the hospital by the velvet rope, you know, there's gotcha. a line of people to get in. All right. If you didn't get a vaccine, go the fuck home. <laughs> right. Go the fuck home. Yeah. It wasn't, medicine wasn't good enough for you then. It's not good enough for you now. Go try some essential oils. Get the fuck out of here. Now, if you were vaccinated and you're sick and you need to come in and go, you know, get a ventilator or whatever, mm-hmm. right this way. The velvet rope opens just like yeah. a hot chick. Yep, you did everything you you're could. You're in the club. And it didn't work out, so we'll, we'll, we'll help you out. You fucked around and didn't get a vaccine. Go the fuck home. Mm-hmm. Take care of your own self there. Yeah is that like is that why I'm not a physician because I would that's like if I were a hospital administrator that's what I do
0: I'm pretty sure that it's anti hippocratic oath So, yeah, that's why I'm not a physician either. Yeah,
1: I gave you every fucking opportunity. The vaccine was free at the airport. The vaccine was free at the fucking Alamo Dome. The vaccine was free at Walgreens and CVS and every other fucking place on earth. Every time you went to the grocery store, all you had to do is go one aisle over to the fucking pharmacy and get a vaccine. Any number of times you were filling up your goddamn cart with Oreos and ice cream and all the other bullshit, your fucking Natty Lights and your Natterdays. You couldn't have ventured over there and gotten a fucking vaccine. You didn't get it, go fuck yourself. Go home, die in your fucking bed. There you go. Not our bed. (laughs) Not the county's bed. Right. Not the hospital system's bed. Die in your own fucking bed.
0: Yeah. It's like that stupid joke years ago where that, you know, it was was raining and people were, the flood was imminent and the guy stays, I'm waiting for God. And then uh, now it starts to flood. So he gets on the second floor and, and some boat comes by and they're like, Uh, And he's like, no, I'm waiting for God. And then he's on his roof and then another boat comes along and now I'm waiting for God. God will save me. And then he dies and he's the pearly gates. And he's like, God, what the fuck? And God's like, I sent you three boats. What the fuck's
1: your problem? You remember when there was only one set of footprints in the sand? (laughs) That's when I was trying to carry you to get a fucking vaccine. (laughs) That sounds familiar. I just wouldn't treat anybody. If I'm a physician, I'm just not treating you. Didn't get a vaccine? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yourself. You want to listen to Alex Jones? Here's a a pair of fucking AirPods. Put them on in your bed and you die at home listening to Alex Jones. You piece of shit. Go lick a gay frog. We were, this was over. This was fucking done. Yeah. This was over. We had this motherfucker on its knees, KO'd. So the, 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 the fucking judge was about to come in and take the guy's mouth, take COVID's mouthpiece out and, 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 and whistle the fight dead, whatever they do, whatever the fucking fight judges do. Yeah. We, we, we won in June. We fucking won. And then this goddamn Delta variant and these goddamn anti-vaxxers. And I, you know, uh, Abbott is vaccinated. He was one of the first people to get the vaccine, of course. Uh Um, I, I ser- like I don't I seriously hope that he has like a deep ICU stay. I hope he gets really really sick because mm. he's a huge piece of shit and fuck him. <laughs> he's all those people who don't like masks and and, and don't like fucking vaccines and all that. Th- that's their guy. It's their fucking guy in his fucking wheelchair, uh-huh. wheeling around, talking about his freedoms. Fuck him. I hope you get sick. I hope you get really fucking sick, Greggy. Greggy poo. Okay alrighty Greg the Greg the best Greg <laughs> to put I'm gonna get I have one of those fucking like horns that are on like a, like a child's bicycle to put on your goddamn wheelchair so you can wheel around the ICU <laughs> you fucking we were supposed this was supposed to be over Lance this was over yeah. well it's never gonna now be over
0: wor- it's, it's never going away
1: now I'm worrying about fucking IDS am I gonna get to be able to go to IDS is IDS gonna happen I know I'm
0: a, I'm a little uh,
1: yeah <sighs> I'm worrying about. uh, I'm not really worrying about the ADA meeting. Yeah, if that one cancels, let it's just get off my back. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Just (laughs) get off my. That would be a big fucking. uh, The biggest if the ADA SmileCon cancels and you hear like a, "Ah," that's me. You'll you'll hear it in fucking Seattle. (laughs) Okay. When when that happens, that one doesn't bother me. But but this if IDS cancels would be my second international. I was supposed to speak in Corsica in 2020. Oh yeah, that got canceled. If Cologne gets canceled, I just it'll uh, th- me being an international speaker will never happen. If that, sure. like it just you know, it's like one of those things where it's just like, you know, uh, like Dan Marino getting to the Super Bowl as a rookie and yeah. losing, and then never getting back. Like it's just it's like that right. kind of deal. Like it's just I'm just never it's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that. <sighs> God damn it! I'm supposed to be over. Um, I went to New York for a lecture over the weekend i was oh. technically lectured in jersey city but it's like literally across the river so i went to new york uh, a bunch of I went into the city talk to some people I'm in like, Manhattan.
0: and jersey city doesn't count
1: no it's definitely <laughs> new york adjacent it is it's like you can't say you're in new york when you're there i mean technically you're not but yeah yeah if you just went there and like looked across the river at the at the freedom tower you couldn't say like i visited new york because you right. technically didn't yeah um, and you also like metaphysically didn't as well. Like the sort of spirit of New York, I think is, is different when you step foot in Manhattan versus sure. um, being out in the fucking burbs. Um, uh, I, Clint, when he was in New York going to school, His uh one of his
0: best friends refused to date a girl. Cause she lived over in Jersey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that seems a little extreme.
0: <laughs> Nick's <a> funny guy. <laughs> I
1: like him. I mean, he, <laughs> These fucking New Yorkers love their love their love their city and that's yeah. fine like it's great it's the greatest fucking city in the world. Yeah. Shout um, out to
0: Nick St. George. Woohoo.
1: But I uh I don't <laughs> think I would like oh dude she's a dime man she's five <laughs> eight, thirty six, 36 24 36 uh-huh. perfect proportions everything looks great but man she fucking lives in Jersey City. Yeah. Now I'm out. Like I yeah. that's that's kind of a one of those like I don't, I don't get that one but Yeah. Um I uh, had ate ate at, uh I had uh, compiled four Michelin stars in two nights. Okay, all right. So then. one of the only, really, only real cities you can do that in. I mean, there's a, there's a few. Okay. You could do it in New York. You could do it in San Francisco. Okay. You can do it in London. You could do it in Paris. I think you could do it. You could theoretically do it in Amsterdam. There's only a couple of of two Michelin star places and several Got one right. Michelin star places. So there's only like a handful of cities where you can knock out. You know, Michelin starred restaurants like that. We ate at restaurant Daniel, which is um Day Lewis? Yes, exactly. And okay. he serves everything. It's like he serves the a piece of his left foot, which is great. Uh-huh. Um and then he has the milkshake from uh from um I Drink Your Milkshake. What was that movie? Um There Will Be Blood. Okay. I didn't which see. Is it. About, you never saw There Will Be Blood? No, I did not. It's worth a watch. It's not like a super rewatch. I don't like None blood. of Daniel Day movies. None, none of Daniel Day Lewis's movies are super rewatchable. What else was he Lincoln. So there was a, oh. um, did he chop down a cherry tree?
0: <laughs> I was watching
1: No, Lincoln was the gay one. That's right. So, Oh, there was a, uh, a, uh, cream pie at the end. Um, no, there, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel Boujon, I believe is, uh, uh. is, uh, is the, uh, is the guy, um, uh, Boulon, Daniel Boulon, Boulon. Um, Gotcha. All he was right. outside, um, it was hot. It was, it was hot in New York when we were there. Mm. So it was, it was hot, but we ate, we got there late. We were one of the, the later seatings, but really good, uh, three course prefix. Um, and then the next night we ate at Momofuku Co, which is a David Chang restaurant, two Michelin stars, five course tasting menu. And then I added a course of, um, the house specialty, which is cold fried chicken, which it's literally just cold fried chicken, but it's the fucking one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. Shake and bake? I don't no, There's <laughs> no, 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 no. There, like it was fried like five times. It was so fucking good. Okay. It was so good. I, I it's just, it was unbelievable. Okay. And then we added on a pizza at the end. I didn't really need the pizza. Uh, I had a couple of bites of so it. Was, it was good. Um, but the five course tasting and then that, that cold fried chicken was just out of this freaking world. So, wow. Um, Nothing better to me than that. Experiencing those, uh-huh. um, just just the best. I, you know, just you know, I, you guys have maybe a little bit of that in Seattle, a little bit of the fine dining stuff. We don't have much of it here, um, where you just get world class people like that. Gotcha. Awesome. Really good. Uh, met uh, a couple of listeners at the lecture. Oh, got to see Salerno, which was good. Nice. Um, met uh, Jean um, um She came and sat in the front row, which was fun hung out a little bit afterwards and, and chatted um and then uh there's a, a kid who drove like 5 hours to come oh, to the really? lecture yeah i felt bad like, you, <laughs> yeah, you, i would like, i wish i was frank or or Kois or somebody like uh-huh. somebody good that you drove 5 hours for like why why did you drive 5 hours for someone me? worth 5 hours
0: yeah yeah I right.
1: just, no there's i just i i will never have the self esteem to to think that i'm worth somebody driving 5 hours for gotcha so i i you know I'm honored. I really am. I'm like, cool. hey, have you, have you ever heard of Frank beer? He's fucking great. Like, <laughs> Keep He's online. You can watch him all online. Uh-huh. What are you? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, it was it was good though. Good. Uh, it's shitty travel on the way home, of course. Um, of course. Out of Newark, um, as always. Um, but, it's tradition. You know, it really is. It's it's starting back up. I'm I'm hoping I've got a really tight travel deal next week. Mm. Where I have kind of a complex, lot of moving parts deal, doing two gigs and two nights, and then having to drive across California to catch a red eye to get home mm. <laughs> to work and then record a bunch of stuff on Friday. So um, we will see how that goes. Okay. Um, so hopefully I got my bad travel luck out of the way uh-huh. last week. Uh, we shall see. Um, hey Lance, this is an advice show. Are you sure about that? No, not at all. <laughs> We answer your questions. We answer questions we find in all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit.
2: Reddit! Reddit.
1: We start to tell dentists and dental team members their own u- unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions There's the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. No, we don't want just any questions. Do we, Lance? Fuck no. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like what's New York City's best restaurant? Because we all know that Sparrow is the greatest New York restaurant <laughs> of all time. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen, Christensen cannot answer. It. I'd be willing to bet you that Gordon would ha- has housed a Sparrow before. Yeah, I could see that. I wouldn't be terribly shocked. I think that's a Michael Scott joke. Is like he's, uh, He says, oh, let me take you to my favorite New York pizzeria. Oh, I think <laughs> you're right. It's just a Sparrow. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so good. We have an email question today from someone who's not a dentist. Ooh. Uh, this is from David. David says, uh, I'm actually a chiropractor, but I'm loving your podcast as I can relate to staffing issues, Lance, <laughs> crazy patients, mm, all of us, and the neurotic nature of my peers. Again, all of us. Do you think there's a fucking uh, Paul Goodman of uh, oh, ch- of chiropractors? There's got to be. There's got to be. Like a, a, a BAC, a baby age chiropractor? <laughs> Probably. And like just a JCN, just crack necks, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, as a profession, chiropractics is envious of the way dentistry got people to address problems before crisis and be willing to invest in better appearance. What advice can you give the chiropractic profession to have greater success? P.S. For song of the week, I know it's cheesy and cliche, but how about Coldplay, God put a smile on your face? I don't know that one. Which one is that one? I, I have to admit, I'm not a big Coldplay guy. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I guess we're gonna hear it this week. I guess so. Um, this is from David. Uh, I don't know where David's from. I'll look it up in just a minute. He did give his practice URL, but I don't want to blast that. Um, yeah. And, and I'll look it up and see where it is, and then we can we can kind of go from there. So okay. Um, I don't. Lance, you've kind of been. You were. People talk about the sort of 2000s the late nineties and early two thousands is kind of the aesthetic dentistry or I don't, renaissance. Is that the right word?
2: Uh, yeah. it's sort yeah, of the golden so.
1: time for aesthetic dentistry. And I feel like that's kind of the age that this, you know, that's sort of what this came out of this idea that we, you know, again, uh, uh, uh diverted people out of crisis mode and then, um, you know, ha- helped people focus on aesthetics. Uh-huh. um, what like do you do you remember being part of that as, as you were well you're graduating
0: yeah i started dental school in 94 finished 98 and from what i gather uh i think bonding became predictable in the 80s and and it became uh the materials kept up or caught up with it in the 90s and that's when uh they pour some veneers um and i think bleaching also had a fact a factor as well because we just didn't have the bleach shades back then and and then the uh, 90s is when bleaching was really coming in strong uh so it seemed like by the time i graduated that the big push was learn how to do your smile makeovers and and the there was the you know you had uh, lvi and you had pack live and and uh, rosenthal's deal and it, it those classes always seemed pretty full back then and then i think reality hit in the 2000s and so um you don't see the big push for aesthetic continuums the way that pushing for implants and rehabilitations and, and things like that. So I, I, I think you're, that's probably right. I think you're right that the 90s is probably the, uh, the apex moment.
1: Apex Mountain, as Bill Simmons would say on there the Rewatchables. Apex Mountain for aesthetic dentistry, late 90s. Yeah, I mean, the economy was good. Yeah. Um, you had I, when? When was Billy D? When was our guy Billy Billy Dorffs? When was he? When was uh, Extreme Makeover? When, that, that was kind of around that. Yeah, time right period, around like two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have that hitting, um, and and so that the interesting thing about that, like the idea of Extreme Makeover, is that's the opposite of, of of. I mean, that's seriously taking somebody in crisis mode and yeah. and then seeing them through with ideal treatment all the way but it's still taking somebody in crisis mode. Yeah. Um I you know dentistry has always sort of had the the every 6 months kind of you know that's just kind of been around since I don't know what the 60s probably was when yeah. that.
0: Yeah, I a toothpaste.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the 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 beaver yeah. um the beave, uh who who talked about brush-up, about brush-up, the brush-up, see your dentist. Yep. Yeah, see your dentist every 6 months. And and that's kind of been in the zeitgeist. I yeah, I think David here thinks that the grass is greener probably, Right. Um, but we still have a shit ton of people that come to us and full out crisis mode, you know, yeah. and even what's crazy is, is that we have people that are in our recall departments who wait until they're in crisis mode. So yeah. it's like, just cause they're on regular recall doesn't change the sort of attitude. Yeah. They're, they're willing uh, to do
0: their free cleaning, but as soon as it's going to cost exactly. money, they're going to wait till it hurts or breaks or bleeds right, or right. yeah. So
1: there's still a ton of that. Um, you know, implants, I think helped to a certain extent, um, because it changes the missing tooth. It changes the full arch terminal dentition people. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it sort of just, it, 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 it's not a be all end all cure all, but it, it does make a really nice solution for problems that we didn't always have solutions for. Right. So that I think was, was a big part of it. So I, I don't know if I have advice for getting people out of crisis mode because that's just, we let's still like, I'm deal with people in crisis mode all the fucking time. Yeah. Just all the, all the time. Um, I think part of what dentistry is decently good at, and I don't know if this is part of this, I think is again, like we talked about the tooth, you know, the company's that go along with it. Right. We have uh, uh, hygiene companies, uh, Crest, Colgate, all of those, that are multi-billion dollar, multinational corporations. Um, And they have tons of advertising budget that all sort of are always constantly bringing up the idea of new toothpaste, brushing, flossing. Yeah you know, interproximal, uh, plaque control, you know, Listerine, gingivite. like you can't, you know, like between Sensodyne, uh, GSK, GlaxoSmithKline, um, uh, Colgate-Palmolive and, um, Oral-B, like it, it just is, it, you know, it, were they're constantly bombarding the airwaves and we get to ride off of that. Right. For and sure. so there's not really that, um, There's not really that analog in the chiropractic world that I feel like, like, I don't, I'm not watching TV and being like, Hey, don't forget your chiropractor can like make you feel good all the time. You know, like I don't, I don't, I don't see that messaging out there because there's no like product that people use on a daily basis that contributes to that. Right. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything. No one healthy has ever, no one like healthy, not in pain has ever wanted to go to a chiropractor. Like, hey, I feel great. Let me go to a chiropractor. Yeah, I think you're right. So somebody has to have a moment of crisis. Mm-hmm. I think you have to, th- I think the key doesn't need to be like, hey, how do we get like young, healthy people to come to the chiropractor? Because they ain't never going to fucking happen. You need like, what you need to do is spin your people who are in crisis into being dedicated people that come, uh, whatever, I don't know, every couple of weeks or every month or whatever it is for their adjustments. To keep them out of pain, right? Like you got to spin that. You got to take somebody who's in crisis and turn them into like a long-term recall maintenance patient, right? Yeah, because I can't
0: think of. I'm, I'm rereading the email and you know trying and be willing to invest in better appearance. I mean, is chiropractic? Do you look better by going to the chiropractor?
1: I mean, I guess like your your posture is that a thing? I guess I would. Like, man, I look at that the- guy's posture. I'd yeah. suck his dick. Like I've never heard that before. I love his gait. Just look at that magical gait. Gait is so fucking hot. I need his dick in and around my mouth. <laughs> Fight a nickel. Maybe that's the campaign. Maybe you need like the American Chiropractic <laughs> Association to do that. Like do that. I just like have like two super hot chicks. Like at a gym. Uh huh. It's like some guy walks by. It's, like really good looking guy walks by with terrible posture. Yeah. It's like yeah. And then like an average looking guy walks by with really good posture. Like, Fuck. Just. <laughs> they mount
0: him right there
1: yeah you see their like their lululemon leggings just get a moist spot right in the middle of them (laughs) and then like in that it's just like like a uh like the nickelodeon logo and just like see your chiropractor just like in that wet spot (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think (laughs) why don't i work on madison avenue lance why am not why am i not an ad i'm like fucking don draper i'm like yeah you're um barstool sports meets don draper (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he also says, P.S. You can't rant about chiropractic without mentioning the ring dinger. Uh, I didn't know what this was. Did you know what this was? No clue. A ring dinger, so I Googled it. Okay. Um, On YouTube? This is the s- segment of our show where we Google something we don't know, <laughs> and we read it. <laughs> it's fucking amazing pod. Amazing pod. A uh, ring dinger is a non-surgical chiropractic spinal decompression also referred to as a ring dinger, works by carefully stretching the spine and correcting it to take pressure off the pinched nerves and herniated bulging or injured spinal disc, which are gel-like cushions between the bones and holds the spine together. Um, it looks like a patented thing. I, I'm, I'm like It's got the R after it. Okay. So is that, is that a registered trademark? Is that what that means? Yeah. Okay, so this is a registered trademark. Um, so it looks like you have to get special training to go to this. It seems sort of like a... Um, I'm, pinhole surgery kind of deal. I'm looking at the YouTube part and all the
0: thumbnails. They look. They would make Kenny proud. That's yeah. It's all chicks <laughs>
1: with massive racks that are yeah. laying down on this on this. But they like wrap a towel. It looks like they wrap a towel. Like it yeah. looks like they're about to autoerotically asphyxiate. Uh huh. I guess it wouldn't be autoerotic. That'd be yeah. yourself. So it looks like they're, they're in for a session of erotic asphyxiation. Gotcha. And then they 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 take this towel that's literally wrapped on someone's neck. And I, they just yank their head back like like I don't know uh, okay. caudally, right? Or oh. rostrally. Right. Gotcha. Is it rostral? Yeah it That's is. That's rostral, right? It is now. Yeah. Caudal is tail. Sure. Isn't it? Jesus. Yeah. This is fucking welcome to Gross Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> we have rostral versus caudal. I gotta get this right. Okay. Rostral singing from the line rostra means towards the nose. Um, gotcha. Yes, it's it's not really and coddle. All I know is, looking at some
0: of these chicks, I I want to give them a ring dinger for sure.
1: (laughs) Wait, it seems to me like at at your age, lunch you can just do it once. If I'm lucky, you can't. Yeah, you can't just you can't just keep going. Um, There's lots of videos, lots of YouTube of of compilations. (laughs) (laughs) This is their version of Doctor Pimple Popper. This is it. We don't have it in dentistry, really. No. We don't have this. Like, I know that, like, the fucking bloody tooth guy was trying to do this kind of stuff, but it's not. It doesn't. Like, you don't have a fucking compilation tape, like a fucking and one mixtape of <laughs> no. extracting teeth. Like, it's just something about this, like chiropractic shit, where it's just like neck cracking. What's funny is though, is like they, they do this this auto this erotic asphyxiation thing with the towel, uh-huh. and then they like take the head and turn it real violently. Which like every goddamn action movie that I saw in the eighties mm-hmm. would have ki- like that killed every single person, right? Yeah, you remember that move? Like you could snap someone's neck and they would just instantly die. And it was always it was always like Rocky, you know, like fucking Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger, like in Predator. Or- I was watching Time Cop on the plane. <laughs> Oddly rewatchable. Have you ever seen Time Cop? Have we talked about Time Cop I before? No. No. Uh uh Von- who's the the fucking French guy? Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Mia Mia Sara no. from um, Bueller uh Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Um a couple of uh a couple of of like those guys. Um you know like like uh you don't know who their name is like oh that guy. That guy. That guy. No, um, we, there's a couple of those. We used to watch Buffett
0: the Vampire Slayer and then the spin-off Angel and they routinely would kill people by just spinning their neck.
1: Just snap their neck. Just snap it. They're dead. Just snap their neck. Oh, the great Ron Silver is in um, Time Cop, ah. and you got the the big that guy is Bruce McGill. That's the big that guy. It's one of those guys that's been in like every fucking movie. It's always an action movie. He's always like the president's advisor or like a general or something like that. Like he's just a the, he's just a that guy. He's just a that guy. Yeah. Um. And anyway, like the big bad, like not the big bad, the big bad is Ron Silver, but like the. One of like the henchmen that's always after um, Jean-Claude Van Damme is uh, I don't know this guy who's dressed ridiculously because he's supposed to be from the future. So of course, like he, he, they don't have chinos in the future. They just have these weird like metal pants. It's just you know it's just <laughs> also the future is 2004 in the movie. So uh-huh. It's just like it's one of those, and uh, he kills them by um, by by doing the neck snap, which it just looks exactly like what these guys are doing in these fucking decompression videos. It's just the exact same thing. And it's just like, in in action movies, these people died. Yeah. Turns out, no, it's just like, they just, you know, they pay you for to come back for another adjustment, turns out.
0: I want in on that action.
1: You do or don't?
0: Uh, Just, I get to twist necks and make them pop and you pay me for it? No overhead?
1: I mean, I, that table's got to cost a little something, right? Okay. Have you ever been to a chiropractor? Is that a thing you've done? I have done it, yeah. Thoughts?
0: Uh, you know, it did relieve. There would be times where things got hurt and I needed some help. It would certainly help. I you got, were in crisis? Yeah, I was in crisis. Uh, but the, what kind of was interesting, we got in a car accident later on, and I went to the ch- uh, chiropractor, and when he tried to adjust... Uh, my, my neck. It, oh, it was the worst. I was in way more pain. He was looking at me like I was faking it. I asked my, ass Ollie, is he faking it? And she's like, no, he's like doubled over. So that's when I started having a, maybe a little distrust in, in it. Okay.
1: And plus I, uh, I'm sure it's just like, you know, if you try to adjust somebody and they're in the wrong, like yeah. in spasm or whatever, it's probably, you know, you probably shouldn't do that.
0: Well, and I, at one point I, I hurt my back so bad that, well, you had to actually cancel the day. And I, uh, Went to the chiropractor, couldn't adjust me because of so much spasm. So I went to a physician and they gave me muscle relaxants. And my understanding yeah. is most chiropractors don't like pharmaceuticals of any sort. And so... Well,
1: they can't... I don't think they are allowed to prescribe, right, can Right, right.
0: But they're like anti. So of course they don't like it. <laughs> so, you know, after about a couple of days of muscle relaxers, finally, whatever slipped moved back. And I heard an audible pop and
1: then okay. felt a lot better. So, I think it's, it's probably from just walking around with a massive cock.
0: You know, it's oh always been a curse. My high, my nickname in high school was Tripod, and it was always the... It, it was... My cross
1: to bear. Theoretically. <laughs> um, I just... I, I mean, it's a show me the pile of dead bodies. Like, I've never heard of anybody getting uh, adjusted and, like, you know, and dying on the table because right. they had, you know. Um, so it's obviously just, like, you know shitty action movies, and uh-huh. I'm sure they watch. I'm sure chiropractors watch. You know these 80s action movies. They're just like that, what the fuck? Yeah. Please, can you stop? I don't see it as much anymore. It it really seems like a uh, trope from a like 80s 80s yeah. 90s action movie. So it it doesn't seem like it's something that pops up as much anymore. But that really was a reliable way to kill somebody in 80s action movies. Yeah. Um. So don't do that, yeah. our guy. <laughs> Don't do that, our guy David. Um, check out Ringdinger videos. Um, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of chiropractic videos. Yeah, as soon as we're done here, I'll
0: be spending some time on my Ringdinger.
1: Uh, um, <laughs> it's all I need to know. Um, mm-hmm. let's. Do, this is an easy question. Um, this is from Reddit user the last subject one two three. Why are no such short lunch breaks the norm in dentistry? I was speaking to my friend about how I wish my lunch break was longer than ten minutes, and he was mortified by that. I'm just an assistant, by the way. I kind of shrugged and said, I, "I said I feel bad because if I take too long to eat while we're slammed, other people can't eat either. I don't know. I don't think I've ever had a relaxed lunch, let alone one that lasted more than ten minutes. This is not just me, by the way. The doctors will also eat late at like four, sneak in a bite while waiting." For the Lido to kick in? It just seems like a really shitty thing of an otherwise really nice job. Have I just been in bad practices or is this the norm?
0: See, again, this is what I hate when people have a sample size of two or three and they say that's what the way it is in the whole industry. That's bullshit. I've never worked any place yeah. where I didn't get a full lunch. And I, in my own office, I'm, I'm, I'm strict. I We... We're there at seven. First patient seven thirty. We got lunch when we have it scheduled, and I go home at five thirty. No ifs, ands, or buts. Now, occasionally, something happens where it's going to affect the lunch, but we will move that lunch hour. It's it's rare that, I mean, it's so freaking rare. I can't even think of the last time we didn't have lunch. So, this person unfortunately has a job where they're poorly managed, that they're constantly
1: well. I don't know. I mean, I don't, it's hard to say because here's the thing. Like when you're talking about a, a, a business that books via appointment, like, we right. Do, right. And part, that's partly because, um, the effort you know, we need, um, as, as the, it's a term in the NBA right now, load management. Okay. <laughs> you heard that term in, in, uh, NBA standpoint oh I, I, I'm not talking I'm, about like in a P- Peter North standpoint because I'm, uh, I'm
0: familiar with load management but I okay I, I didn't realize it the other usage so enlighten me
1: yeah <laughs> so like the Lakers are playing the the Cavs on the second night of a back-to-back okay like LeBron ain't playing the second night gotcha yeah you know, like you're playing a shitty team on night two of a back-to-back like LeBron ain't gonna play gotcha this is, they're just going to call it load management. The Spurs actually started this like way back in the like early, you know, 2010. Okay. And so there's like, you know, you, you want your guys to be ready and healthy for the playoffs. And so you can't, you know, they can't play 48 minutes of right. you know, 82 games of 48 minutes. And so you got to give them some, some days off and things like that. And, and dentistry is a little of the same way in that stuff is scheduled a certain way. Because of, you know, produ- like you want your heavier production earlier when you're fresher. And then the end of the day is usually kind of booked tight with things like resins and sealants and deliveries and those sorts of things, right? right. Uh-huh. Sort of heavier stuff, heavier lifting early and then mm-hmm. lighter stuff the rest of the day. And the day is kind of organized that way or organized a particular way, however, a doctor likes it for a reason, and so then you see a point a certain way. And since so somebody calls with an emergency and because of everything's booked the way that it's booked, like, it just becomes a natural fit to put them at lunch. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. This dentist is com- or this assistant's complaining about getting a 10 minute lunch. But like, is she going to complain when she fucking bonuses for the month? Right. Because of, of, because of fitting in a couple extra crowns during lunchtime, like, You should probably not complain. And when that hits the fucking direct deposit, right? right? Exactly. So what would you rather be? Would you rather have like a full defined set lunch and maybe not bonus and maybe, you know, not, not uh, have profit sharing or whatever, whatever program there is? Um, Or would you rather sit around for an hour twiddling your thumbs? But it sounds like this is
0: like the norm that they're always like every day is that way.
1: Maybe it is like if it 's a super busy practice like i my thought is always I, like it doesn't matter to me because i 'm not going anywhere for lunch i'm not sitting down for an hour i'm gonna whatever little thing that I brought for lunch i'm gonna eat it in three minutes and then like work on fucking payroll or answer my emails or do this or do that uh-huh. um, you know uh Fill out my lab scripts, all of that shit. Like I'm working during that time, uh-huh. so whether I'm cutting a crown or whether I'm uh, working on admin shit, it's all the same to me. Right now, I do like to make sure that my team gets at least twenty minutes or so to like sit down, whatever. But more often, they're not. Than not, they're able to go somewhere. If they're able to fucking go somewhere, they got plenty of goddamn time. Right, and there are times that we end up. There are times that we end up working through lunch. But I have two assistants and so I can kind of stagger them. And if I ask one of my assistants to work through lunch, I always have my office manager go get her whatever she wants for lunch and put it on my card and bring it back to her Mm -hmm. so that whenever we're done with that at 1245 or whatever, when the other assistant gets back who had a lunch period and now is going to take the first patient after lunch, then then the assistant that worked with me through lunch can eat and I've paid for it, right? Sure. But guess who doesn't get to sit and eat and have anything? That would be you, me. Yeah, I'm not fucking complaining about it because I got to be there anyway. Uh So, if I'm gonna be there anyway, working, let's just fucking work. Like, let's you know. And the the, I'm not sitting one risk down.
0: One risk that they have though is is if the staff doesn't have the same vision and doesn't agree, you'll probably have staff turnover because
1: yeah, maybe so. But that's where like you need to fucking talk about your bonus, right? Because if it's fucking bonus week, uh huh. That's the thing I can always, I can always tell, I can always tell by how packed the schedule is. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, don't put that there. Jesus Christ. Like, no, no, no. We're so close. Yeah. All right. Fucking working for you guys, yeah. you know? So I, I, I think it's, it, you want it both ways and that, you know, they want lunch and they want, they want to have their time. They also, they, they, they want to make bonus for sure. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, you don't get it both ways. The, like the, the way, that like what, what to me, at least what I have found is what sets an average month apart from a really good month is like, you know, you get a, a few of those patients in who have a broken tooth uh-huh. before they're able to go somewhere else and you fucking put the crown on them. Like <laughs> you, you do that three or four times in a month and it makes the month better. Right. And then half of those patients turn into like regular patients. Right. And there's only one a lot of times there's only one fucking place to put those people. Lunch. Lunch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That like I so I, I've always been a, we've had this conversation before of just like I'd much rather just blow right through it and then just you know, just get done or when like the day just goes faster. Like the last thing I want to do is eat a big meal at lunch.
2: Mm-hmm
1: it's just like drowsy and way down the rest of the afternoon. Like, I don't feel good. You uh-huh. know, like I just want something light and going. Um, I remember one time I, I, I lectured like for the residents or something like that. And I was going to work the afternoon, but like lectured in the morning for some of the residents and they wanted the, the director wanted to take me to like this big, heavy Italian restaurant at lunch. i oh, no, no, <laughs> I had, like I am not even fucking slug the rest of the day, you know? Yeah. I didn't really get anything done. So I don't know. I would rather just work through lunch. That's just me. Um, you know, if you give me five minutes to, um, you know, scarf down whatever I brought and and take a whiz, like, I'm fine. You know, that's really all I need because um, I'm going to be working on something anyway. Yeah. So, I'm just, I don't I'm, know. I'm
0: wired different. I must be on the spectrum to a certain degree because cause I like my day to be exactly the way it was put together.
1: Oh I I am with you on that but like I if there's somebody calls with a broken tooth like uh I just I know that's a thousand bucks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The thing is we can usually squeeze them in elsewhere. So I don't
1: yeah. know. Yeah. It just depends on your day. I mean I know I know like a, a good endodontic practice will usually keep an emergency time open during their day. Yeah. Um but yes, yeah, same thing, you know, every patient turned away is 1500 bucks out of their pocket. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. so, I, you know, I, obviously not every emergency is like that, but, but there's some that, that, that you know, I'm not working through lunch for i I've got a sore on, on my tongue. Like, right. I'm not working through lunch for that, but somebody calls like, oh, I, I broke a, a piece of my molar off. Fuck. Yeah. Come on in. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if I got to be there, I would rather spend my handpiece while I'm there. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know. That's just my thought. I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm sure I'm fucking evil and whatnot. But no one seems to complain when it's fucking bonus time. It's a good problem. No to one have. seems to remember the, the 10 minute lunches right. when, when the bonus hits, hits the, the, the bank account. Yeah. Um, let's look at their, their Reddit history. Um, in the subreddit of Ask Gabros, today I learned planning a date without my input and telling me to just show up as a turn on. So I've been talking to a guy for a few weeks. We've been on a few dates where we got food and we pretty much talk every night while playing the occasional video game together. We would generally talk about it and plan out what we wanted to do and then go. He wanted to meet this week as we haven't met in about two weeks, but I was just super busy working through lunch. <laughs> that was editorial on that last night. <laughs> Tonight he asked if I would be free this Saturday. I said, yep, after work. He said, okay, after work, we're going to go to this park where we'll take a boat ride. And that was a beautiful view to the main city. And then we can take a train back and drop you home. I'll bring some food. Cause I know you're starving after work. Cause you didn't get lunch <laughs> and then we can get dinner in the city. When, after you're hungry again, that sounds good. He's usually never direct like this. So this took me by surprise, but man, I, it was kind of a massive turn on. I've never had a guy plan out a date beforehand and just tell me to show up. And I didn't think this would be such a turn on, but here we are. Just thought I would share this. I think this is entirely food related. I think this person just has like super fast metabolism and just gets hungry really easily, and it's just like put food in whole and <laughs> and, and that's like all it takes. Uh-huh. Um, it was like the episode where uh, of Seinfeld where George um, like got sex and food all turned into like this big. You remember that one? No. He he was, like, eating in bed. He, like, have, have like, a big, like, meatball hoagie while he was going down on a girl. Do you not remember this? <laughs> I don't. And he, like, Jerry called him Caligula because he, like, turned in food and sex all into, like, one big, like, he he blurred all the lines between the two. Okay. And it's kind of, it seems like what's happened here. It's just, like, the way that this, this dude's heart, like, whatever his love language is, is, like... It's just fucking food. Okay. It's just food. Because all of this is just food related. And like not having to pick the food, just like yeah. tacos showing up. And not, like. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's a huge turn on for me. No,
0: no. I mean, I enjoy food. Don't get me wrong.
1: Yeah, but it's not like, oh, I fucking rock hard. <laughs> this guy brought me tacos. <laughs> <laughs> what? another Michelin like, star. No. Toing! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Does it no? This is not subreddit no stupid questions. Does it actually matter if you put something recyclable in the trash? So I accidentally put my Chipotle lid in the ch- fucking food, man, in the <laughs> trash instead of a recycle bag. And my parents freaked out. I generally don't see a moment where sanitation workers will sift through my trash, uh, see that I threw something out that belongs in recycling, and find me. Does this actually happen? It has nothing to do with being fined, I don't think. Yeah, right?
0: they can't fine you.
1: It just has to do with like... Doing the right thing, right, and the effect that it has on our planet.
2: Yeah. This. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> I don't know about this one. That's. I'm. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. I'm just gonna read. This is no stupid questions. How do dates slash relationships work? <laughs>
2: Uh, oh, uh, I mean, are you 12? Are Disney
1: movies too complex for their intended audience?
2: No, that's the
0: magic of Disney. It, it's actually two audiences, they can appeal to the parent and the kid. And
1: that's the- definitely true of Pixar for sure. Yeah, Pixar is like the king of putting, like, putting the jokes in that the kids don't get that the, that's for the parents. Uh huh. Um, that is absolutely a Pixar thing. And I mean, technically Dixar is Dixar. (laughs) A little Freudian slip there, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Is that the title of the episode? Dixar? (laughs) It is now. (laughs) Um. Dixar what? I know that technically Pixar is Disney, but not all Disney is Pixar. True. I'll accept that. Um, A lot of relationship stuff. How were live-in, maid, and butlers compensated? So I'm going to assume they were paid in money if their entire lives were spent serving the family. When such, where did they spend it if they had no free time? Did they just save up for a few years and leave the position to spend their savings? I seem to recall we spent some time many episodes ago speaking about Mr. Belvedere. I do remember his balls. And that he sat on (laughs) his own balls. The actor who played Mr. Belvedere sat on his own balls. And then uh, I had to take a week off of shooting. So that's really what I... It's about all I know about butlers and live-in maids.
0: Yeah. What about Alice on the Brady Bunch? She didn't seem to be too hard up.
1: Wasn't she fucking the butcher? Yeah, Sam the Butcher. Sam? Yeah. That lady lived in San Antonio. I forget her name. Bambi M.B. Davis. Am, yeah, that's right. Ambie Davis in her later years moved to San Antonio and she lived in like some kind of religious nut facility. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Yep. You never saw her again after the, the Brady Bunch, right? Not that I'm aware of. I'm pretty I? sure she left acting and joined, this, joined up with these, whatever they were. I don't know. They were okay. some kind of uh, coven, commune, something like that. I don't know. Okay. But you see her around at the grocery store every once in a while? Nice. Still look the same. Still look like, like Alice, just, yeah. you know, whatever, 20 years older. Uh, here's a good one. This is from the same person uh, in the subreddit of Dental Assistant, which is not a subreddit I ever want to go into. No. Dentist has COVID smiling face. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Fire nine that months won't ago. Give me so this lunch is now COVID. <laughs> <laughs> This puts us in December, right? Uh, okay. Nine months ago. Okay. Uh, PPE KN95 with ASTM level three mask covering it, glasses, face shield, hairnet, shoe covers, the disposable gown that we reuse and just spray with cavicide. We take our temps and screen each patient. Let's be real, it's pretty useless. But as her assistant, I'm pretty close proximity with her when working with a patient since she basically uses me as a hand rest retractor. Also, we don't have the giant vacuum. If someone could please tell me the name, that'd be nice. Only the hygiene does. In addition, that fucking vacuum doesn't know anything. It's worthless. In addition, as of a month ago, the AC stopped working. So I'm not sure if that's another form of ventilation that helps get rid of aerosols. I do think that's probably not great. But all these things are now popping into my head and making me wonder if our office isn't safe. No, listen to that PPE. KN95 with ASTM level three mask covering it, glasses, face shield, hairnet, shoe covers, and disposable gown. The fuck else do you want? Yeah, a negative pressure room? The thing that pisses me off the most is the fact that she hasn't been feeling well since last Thursday, five days ago. She pays us fucking minimum wage and treats us like shit. That's what this is about. So really you would think that... The minimum you would do is just tell us if you think you might have COVID. Thanks, boss. I live with my parents. I recently saw my boyfriend, and I'm just scared I might kill them. Stay safe, people. I, this this is all about money. Yeah. This is all about money. Just g- go get another fucking job somewhere. Yeah.
0: You don't like it? It's not safe? They don't give you lunch? Go. Yeah. I mean, especially right now, the, the environment for finding a job,
1: like that, you you it's... But don't, like, you can uh, you can accuse her of being a cheap ass yeah. and paying you minimum wage and working you through lunch and not bonusing you out or whatever. But you can't accuse her of not making it safe for you because you have, like, every fucking thing that you can imagine. Yeah, it'd be great if the AC worked, but sure. maybe this was in December. Uh-huh. This was, uh, maybe, you know, I don't know where this is, but in December, maybe, you know, in, there's a lot of places in this country that don't run the AC in December, so it's not that big of a deal. Uh-huh. Um... So I, you can't accuse her of making you unsafe. No.
0: Doing everything she can
1: and... Right. You can accuse her of being cheap. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Probably- and she, if she's paying you minimum wage, she is. Yeah. It's empirical data that she's cheap. But she is not making you unsafe. She's given you everything that you possibly need. Yeah. And I, like, I, I'm trying to think, even in December... Like, I need more than just, like, I have a small sniffle to go get tested. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I need a small sniffle and run a fever and three other, like, yeah. a, uh, one other thing. So, you know, no like. taste. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, like, waking up and being like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, I slept on my shoulder wrong. I'm going to go get tested. Yeah. Like, no, fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I I don't like the I don't like the gist of that.
0: No, not a fan.
1: Um, accuse your boss of being cheap. Totally fine. Yep. Absolutely, should be paying you more than minimum wage. Um, tell your boss you don't want to work through lunch. That's fine. That's fine. Like, if somebody came to me and was like, "Hey, can I have? Can we like make sure the schedule has it? I really need twenty minutes to just sit down. Cool. Yep. I'll make it happen. For sure. I'll make it happen. Um, there's gotta be, you know, there's a way to, 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 like you said, layer emergencies or whatever and, and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's just, just like, I'm just pissed at, at my boss because they're not paying me enough. That's what all that, that com, comes from. I think you're right. Um, Lance, it's gonna about do it okay. for us tonight. I think. Silence um, is about right. turn is it for a song?
0: Are we doing the Coldplay one or?
1: Oh yeah, we're doing that Coldplay one. This better be good. Yeah, fuck you. Better be good. I, I, wh- where are you at on Coldplay?
0: I won't change the channel. I mean, I, I, I enjoy them. Um, I got a couple of their albums on my, my phone, but uh, I'm not a hater. But I, I'm not.
1: I don't know. I just don't. I don't know where I'm at. Like I, you know, what, wh- what was the album that had clocks on it? That came out in like 2002.
0: It was like Parachutes or
1: something? Yeah, like that was like their first... Like that was like, holy shit. These are fucking amazing. And then, you know, it's like... Uh,
0: Rush of Blood to it, the Head was just, pretty good too.
1: Yeah, but it, it starts to get a little like... It starts to get away from them. Yeah, yeah. so Parachutes is 2000. I'm in college. That comes out. I'm like, oh, what is this? And then Cold Russia Blood uh, Rush of Blood to the Head is 2002. Okay. That was kind of the real big one. Yeah. And then by like 2008, where you've got Viva La Vida. Yeah. And then now they're like in 2017, they're like doing collabs with chain smokers. <laughs> it just, I, yeah. And when you had X and Y in 2005. That was a decent album. Yeah. It just, it kind of falls off, like the wheels fall off because that it, it turns into like uh, goddamn Justin Timberlake. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it just turns into like that kind of overproduced synth. You can't really tell what instruments being played, you know? Right. You know what I'm talking about? Like that kind of sound like, is that, is that a piano? Right. Is that a synthesizer? Like, what the fuck is that? It, it sounds like a computer. It just turns into fucking computer music.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it like, uh, uh, it's like, that's not my jam. Obviously, a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, God Put a Smile on Your Faces is from that album. Um, I don't know. Well, I forget what it's fucking called. Um, it is from A Rush of Blood to the Head. It's from 2002. Okay. So maybe this is one of their good ones. Okay. Maybe this is one of their good ones. Um, essential albums, according to iTunes, according to Apple Music. There's two essential Coldplay albums. They're their first two albums. Uh-huh. Yellow, uh, or Parachutes from 2000, and A Rush of Blood from the Head from 2002. So mm-hmm. I think that kind of like... I think we were... I think we're on the right... We're, we're on, obviously on the same page as... Mm-hmm a lot of people in the music space are yeah and is he still married to Gwyneth Paltrow I don't think so they get they get divorced I
0: think uh, she had too much uh, candles in, that she was making so
1: yeah what would you do if like your fucking wife was like yeah I'm putting out this candle that smells like my vagina yeah you'd like smell it be like yeah it smells just like it <laughs> like I don't what yeah who's
0: the quality control <laughs> you- here
1: no, no I, it's, not I, it's, not that's enough, a weird position.
0: Not enough sandalwood
1: here. You got a, uh, you definitely have a, a tang that. <laughs> I, I, I need more like like moss. You got some like forest forest floor. Yeah, you're more Uh
0: You're you're missing that acetone. It's
1: a tough conversation to have. Like, <laughs> what what do you tell what do you tell your husband uh-huh. or what what do you tell your wife when she tells you that she's releasing yeah, could- a.
0: I got a side gig that smells like my yeah. It's
1: it's got to be uh, I, awkward. Does Hallmark make a card <laughs> that's like I'm? It says something like, "Is there a section of cards like I'm sorry that I suggested the wrong ingredients that should go into your vagina scented <laughs> candle? Is that a, is is that a card that Hallmark sells? I think
0: that's a shoebox greetings one. Yeah,
1: it seems like a special one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Like like maybe Kathy You know Kathy <laughs> Yeah <laughs> And he's like My boyfriend said my vagina candle Didn't smell enough like chocolate <laughs> 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 that's, that's me writing Nailed a it. Kathy comic Like <laughs> fucking off the top of my Off the dome Off the top of my head <laughs> Fucking roasted that bitch Welcome to the zing zone Kathy Yeah uh-huh. <laughs> um anyway. Uh you have anybody who loves Kathy comics um in your life? Uh, if so, tell them about the show. So we grow the show one new Kathy reader at a time. Uh here's another rating. Uh Lance, what's your favorite number? Big fan of five. Um I love the number five, five ingredients into your wife's <laughs> vagina smelling <laughs> candle. Um five editions of Uh, the Kathy comic book uh, graphic novel, which I'm assuming exists. Um, Did you know Kathy was married? I was not aware. Her husband's name was Irving in the comics. Oh. (laughs) That's Um, more than I wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Uh, his up on the web, workinginferences.com. His up on all the social bullshits. Facebook, workinginferences, Josh and Lance. Funny shit for Dennis and dental team members. Uh, Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. Um, Lance can be found on Instagram, at Dear Timmerman DMD. I can be found on Instagram, at Josh Watson ADS. Mash that follow button. Um, Wow! Oh, I shouldn't have searched for. <laughs> I shouldn't have. I should not have searched for Kathy fan erotica. Oh, <laughs> Kathy fanfic erotica. That was probably not a wise search. Um, yeah, now you got to clear your browser history because it does turn out that there is some. Oh, and that's yeah. Who knew? Also, Jim Halpert um, fanfic erotica. If you're ever interested in that. OK. Um, yeah, the destruction of Pam Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> wow, huh? The Internet is literally anything and everything all of the time. Wow. Italian gym's One Night Love Child) <laughs> from goodreads wow holy shit um enjoy this coldplay song it's one of their old ones so it's probably all right um what is it called again i don't know ring a ding ding um oh yeah god put a smile on your face okay um for lance Timmerman, i'm josh Weston. peace stay fresh cheese bags
3: Where do we go? Nobody knows I've got to say I'm on my way down God give me style and give me grace God put a smile upon my face Style and gave you grace, and put a smile upon your.